everybody. Welcome to another very special episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Elberton, and who's with me tonight? Uh, I'm Reese Manick. Hi, and there's two reasons why you're here. One, because we know each other from the I Watched the Entire Overblood Replay group. Where yes, we from. too. <laughs> <laughs> Which most of the people on this podcast are, I know from there. At this yeah, point. celebrating but, its 10-year anniversary today. That's a long time for a Facebook I know, group. I know. Also for a Facebook group that people actually keep it it's actually pretty good but yes that's not why we're here uh we are here because you actually have uh created um created a game that i recently have played an indie game and do you want to introduce what we're going to be talking about uh sure uh we're talking about throw me in the river it's a game that i worked on for uh, a couple of years but its history goes back even further than that close to about seven years because I originally made a game jam version of it about that long ago so what is it, it what is that a game jam yeah a game jam is a short period of time uh, frequently it's two days sometimes it's a week sometimes it's longer it, it really depends on the jam. But it is a period of time where game developers get together and make a game very quickly. Uh, So it can be usually, you know, uh, very small in scope. The original version of Throw Me in the River was about 15 minutes long, if that. And, uh, you know, frequently they're very rough drafty. But the goal is to finish a game and just have a finished product at the end of the jam. Okay. I've never heard Uh, of that phrase before, so I was like, hmm, I, I can't be the only one. Oh, yeah, you're good. Uh, yeah, a lot of uh, like game development communities will host jams, and they'll all get together and do that. So this this one was held over the course of a week, and we were able to make uh, this 15-minute prototype version of the game in about a week. But that was now about, well, it was five years ago, six years ago now, goodness, that <laughs> the original jam, and seven years ago that I had drafted out the original version of what I wanted to make at the jam. So yeah, I've had this story in my head for quite a while. Okay. Um, that is a while. Me in the river is this finished version of the game that is now on steam and itch.io. Okay. I played it on, on steam too. I also had, I should say for, I received a copy from you for free. It's also, it's a visual novel type game, which is not something I play very often or at all. Yeah. I should say, uh, but I do enjoy the type of style of game. So it's very interesting to to go through this and and there will be I'm going to try to keep the spoiler free for at least the first chunk of the episode. But, you know, this is me. So we'll see how that goes. But a couple questions I do want to ask you is how did you get into game development in the first place? Sure. So, yeah, roughly when I was getting out of college, which was now about a decade ago, which is <laughs> crazy to think about, <laughs> I, I went to film school and I wasn't feeling film. I felt kind of limited by it. And I wanted to be able to just start telling kind of more out there stories. And to do that in film, of course, you need a budget and you need a crew and you need a a lot of funding. And I had a lot of big stories that I wanted to tell that didn't really uh, that I wanted. I wanted to be able to explore nonlinear narrative and give players choice and input in what they in how the story plays out. And uh, so I, I felt limited by that, and I started playing around with video games. Uh, well, I should say that I've always been a big video game player, but I started playing around with making video games. And so I made a little prototype of Mist. I think in the code it's called Mist Ripoff. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, like, right when I got out of college, I made that, and um, was realizing I didn't really know what I was doing in terms of the technical side of things. So I wound up joining 
Portland Indie Game Squad in Portland, Oregon, moved from Chicago to uh, Portland. And that community really was great because I started being able to join game jams and just getting ex- get, getting experience under my belt with development, learning basic code. Uh, I wound up studying code a little bit more in school after that, and that allowed me to make you know, slightly more complex games, uh, like an RPG and a physics-based first-person action game and stuff like that. Um, oh, nice. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, yeah, um, that kind of brings us closer to today, where, well, I made uh, I made a visual novel called Waiting for the Loop. Which came out in 2018, was, it looks like. Yes, 2018. And that was a prequel sequel to the Game Jam version of Throw Me in the River. So I had this really, really polished tie-in to Throw Me in the River, right? And Waiting for the Loop is maybe 20, 25 minutes long. Um, okay. And it, it ties in directly to the story, and we can get into that later if you want. But Yeah, we will later. Yeah, but but I had this really nice version, and I, I put it up on Steam and Itch and, you know... Uh, it was really rewarding seeing people play it and stuff, but it was always very frustrating, kind of this, this itch in the back of my brain where it was like, people are playing only half of the story. You know, <laughs> nobody knows the first half because nobody played the little game jam version of Throw Me in the River. So it was like, all right, I've got to get a nice version of this thing put up. So, yeah, that's where the idea came around to like, okay, let's, I'm going to throw out the old version completely and I'm going to completely remake me in the river and expand on it and make this real finished version that i you know want to see the complete uh story play out in so yeah that's that brings us to today <laughs> and then we i should say throw me the river came out in 2019 it looked like throw me the river came out this year or it's 2020 oh, 2020, 2020 sorry wrong you're good uh, we've all for wrong <laughs> I just uh, read yeah. it. I'm like, what year? Oh yeah, wait, no, no sorry. Uh, yeah, development took about two years ish. Okay. If you on and off development, and a lot of that was waiting for funding to come in. <laughs> so you know, not not two yeah. years of nonstop work, <laughs> but it took two years to make. Yeah, no game developing has to be very expensive. It seems like. <laughs> Right, cheaper than movies, but still expensive. Yeah, uh, my role as producer is to kind of oversee that, and it's it's a whole job of its own. <laughs> <laughs> well, this game is a very much like choose your own adventure, which I which I wanted to take you have in here in Steam, but also I thought was interesting too. I haven't because it reminded me of the old days when I remember being a kid going to the library, picking up a little choose your own adventure book, you know, flip to this page. And as I was, I only played through this once, but it start. We can kind of talk about the beginning of it. It starts off as a guy I think is dying of cancer or something. If I'm or, He's dying of something. Yeah, it's not, it's not clear. Uh, okay. He is dying. <laughs> he is on My brain, death. I think, just put put in the cancer then, because that's what I, you know, you see the IV, sure. you have this old guy. And I think it's very interesting where it's like, depending, because I was, because I had made some decisions early on that when I got near the end, when the story wrapped up, I'm like, okay, now I see where my decision, I answered a question very early on and what I believed in something I thought was yeah. interesting. Well, and you note that, uh, you note that it wasn't, clear what he's dying of and that is something that i use throughout the entire game which is choosing very specific things that i don't want to explain because i want you to be able to assume and fill things out based on your own experience which a lot of people do so you know that's something that i really value is not necessarily giving all the keys to the car (laughs) Uh, i mean it's better that way sometimes i mean for me 
yeah. The reason why I assume cancer because my 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 dad had cancer a couple times. He still he's he's fought he's survived the fight. So that's what my brain went to when I saw this old man dying and in that situation. Yeah, so I, I really see. want people to put their own kind of intensely personal experiences into the game in their own way. So there are some things that I don't necessarily lay out. And it's interesting, like the whole thing is all very in black and white or well, and shades of gray, but it it. I guess you do have a little bit of color in the background of some of these, like a goldish type color that I didn't really notice because everything mostly is that very uh, no black and white style. Uh, yeah, there's there, there's a little bit of sub- subtle gold and greenish color to it. Uh, 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 Nick actually gets into that in the developer commentary a little bit, but that came out of a mistake uh, oh, where okay. she accidentally selected a more vibrant color palette at one point. <laughs> and painted the image and he didn't notice it until he was part part way through it and sent it to me and i was like i love that i think it looks great so no, it, yeah it does add more character to it <laughs> yes so i thought it was very and it was very interesting just kind of how it how the story just keeps going and, and it and it stayed me it's it kept me interested and I, I like how there's a lot of different parts you make a decision and then i'd be playing like 10 15 minutes and then a little bit something will happen and then your decision that you had just made will come back around I'm like oh you know and, and i thought that was very interesting how you kind of laid that out i mean again choose your own story but it was still caught my interest sure yeah uh, I, yeah it, it was um you know it, i have the whole tree of decisions in my head (laughs) they're never they're always going to be inherently more limited than the illusion gives off because you know uh budget basically at the end of the day and and development time um but i really wanted every single big choice you come across to really 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 have weight and make you consider and feel significant and like yes of course there is a bit of an illusion going on a bit of a you know man behind the curtain happening but uh (laughs) I, I, you know, I still want you to hit those moments and be like, oh, gosh, I don't know. And I still want them to impact the story in a way that, you know, is noticeable and significant feeling. Okay, I mean, it would definitely I would I would say it definitely does hit that for me when I when I finish playing this. Yeah, I, I had that moment where I'm like, oh, OK, cool. So, I mean, one of the things I do want to ask. Is how much of your own personal beliefs that, that came into this game that you put in with like some of the like early on? I don't want to get too far, but I think early on there's a, he does ask some some questions about if you believe in God or if you believe in aliens. How much of that came in <laughs> from your own personal experience or what you believe? Uh, uh, some. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, when, when I finished the game, my mom played it, and she was like, "So this is this is based on your grandpa's life, right?" And I was like, "No," because I didn't even consider that really it was (laughs) it was interesting i guess it pulls from family members' lives in a weird abstract sort of way (laughs) to me it was like no i'm telling this this totally different story it's not it's not based on anything you know uh as far as the various influences like that go um the religion thing was something from day one i wanted to explore i remember that that was like my big thing was like i want to start a game that asks if the player thinks the character is religious and then every single thing that that character says is impacted by that choice so most of what joseph's the the way that joseph speaks is significantly impacted by the religion choice most of his lines are written twice uh, depending <laughs> on if you choose that. I can see that and, being a lot of writing. Yeah, it, it, it was. Uh, and it wasn't really like, I, it wasn't, I want to make a statement. You know, it wasn't, it, it wasn't 
like I wanted to say something to, to, to judge Joseph based on if he is or isn't religious. It was just I want to explore the two different ways that a person can talk depending on if they're atheistic or if they are religious. Yeah, which is very so, yeah. true. I mean, I, I kind of fall in either category because I believe somewhat in religion, but I hate organized religion. Sure. So <laughs> I'm part atheist at times because I don't like seeing what organized religion has done to people and done to countries. So Yeah, I, so I, I have, connected a lot with I have this. some very similar views. I was raised uh, Unitarian Universalist and still sort of have a lot of that in me, but also to you know, I've become views. very anti-religion over the last four years for reasons, but so yeah. <laughs> that's it's made, that's impacted me a lot. To, yeah. Become disillusioned with religion, but um, oh, yeah. it was an interesting uh, thing to explore in, in terms of like how it affects how a person speaks. So uh, yeah, Joseph, who is not religious, will curse more frequently and ably. <laughs> he doesn't cool. have the fear of God on his, you know, weighing on his conscience. Is that a real thing where people are a fear of God, like, of cursing? I, I, in my experience, it is. With a lot Okay. Of no, I mean, I'm not questioning. Um, I was just like, like, huh. I mean, I can see that, though, because I, I, I do know that, you know, for people that are very religious, I'm not one of them, but it, it does play such a big impact in your life. I'll, there's a friend of mine that once told a story about how he picked up his, I've said this in the show before, how he picked up his, I think his nephew or somebody from a, from a camp. And the guy had a great time at Christian camp, but he was like eight years old or 10 years old. I don't remember exactly which age, somewhere in that. And they told, and then he comes home crying because he didn't want to go to hell because they started putting the fear of God in him. And it's like, don't, and that, that really made me question religion too at times. Like, why do people do this? Yeah. It's always stuck. Yeah. There are a lot of different, yeah, different things that he says differently and different ways that he speaks and even entire conversations that change a bit, depending on if you are or aren't guiding Joseph down the path of religion. Um, I try to be not an asshole for the most part when I pick options because that's how I play games in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't feel like you had like really an asshole option, but you could be a little more like, oh, this person was bad or this was a bad experience or we yeah. didn't get along. Yeah, I really wanted uh both to be equally interesting and at times i even want to say some of the asshole options as you say are are a little more interesting <laughs> Not like, you know punch uh, the quarter in the face or yeah just based like on that. where they take the story also what's he talking to his daughter in the beginning of this when he's died and, he, and he's kind of telling her the story of what of, of his life a little bit i want to say is what the beginning of this game was uh yes okay yeah. Oh, I also, I mean, I'm assuming this was on purpose, but I, I, I really thought like, especially some of like his daughter, like some of the people, or I, I would, I want to say some of the people had like a very, like the drawing was good, but they're, they were very, like very ugly and average looking in a way I would say, which I think felt that this isn't, you know, these are average people that are going through something, nothing extraordinary, not like you would see in, you know, a lot of games. And I thought that was also interesting. Yeah. Um, Nick Freeman is a Seattle, uh, artist who works on games and, I reached out to him and said, I, I want you to make the most normal looking people. I want these people to feel really grounded. I don't want them to be, you know, extremely handsome, extremely pretty. I want them to look just like people. And I think he really accomplished that. I think oh, it's really nice. Yeah. It also uh, made me realize how much I like that people wear masks because I don't like seeing people's faces. I realized too, <laughs> in this 2020, 2021. <laughs> Right. I was thinking about that when I was playing your game. Like, you know, I'm actually having people wear masks because I'm like, these remind me of regular people, and I don't see their faces anymore, and I, I I'm okay with that. <laughs> I don't, just one of those random things that hit me when I was playing this game. Yeah, my takeaway. Yeah. I don't like people's uh, faces in real life. <laughs> Regarding the, the 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 well, I mean, you know, we can talk about the ending, although that's getting into spoilers. But, but yeah. you kind of mentioned something earlier. 
I want to mention stuff to get people's attention that might get them to go download your game. <laughs> sure. Okay. So can we can we jump into some spoilers? Sure. We've been about yeah eighteen minutes. Yeah. Well, there will be All spoilers right. from here on. So if you haven't played the game yet, you should go definitely go check it out. It is on Steam. That's where I that's where I got it from. That's where I buy all my games from. So definitely go check it out on there. And we will kind of now. Sure. So regarding the whole alien anomaly side of things, <laughs> uh, <laughs> to jump into it, uh, my my dad loves alien stories and has his own alien stories that he does swear by. He grew up in a small farming town up in Canada in Saskatchewan. And he does swear like these things happened. I don't know. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not saying they did or didn't, but that definitely was a huge part of what drove me down the road of like, okay, I want to be something with alien anomalies in Canada. I really so like that. That alien thing, because I picked the alien type thing early on in the game, and I was not expecting it to pay off when I got to the end, when, when the game goes where it goes, and he ends up, and, and he sees the alien thing, and I'm like, or sees something that make you know, and I'm like, okay, that is, that that was cool to me. Like, I, I believe in aliens, because I believe there has to be something else out there in this mm-hmm. world. We can't, just, we can't be the only intelligent living species. There's got, I mean, there's just, just no way. Like, it's, it's there's too many possibilities, too many outcomes when you throw the dice and that idea that something has to be out there. Yeah. Star Trek, yeah. where somebody wouldn't want to come over and interfere with our life because we haven't reached a point where we should be, like, really com- openly communicating too far. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, for me, it was it was a framing device more than anything of like, okay, well, well, I want to do this game where your decisions are being carried backwards into the past. Right. And that was kind of the big story or or narrative design hook was like every time we're jumping backwards, but your choices are impacting things behind where you were before, because that was interesting to me because I hadn't seen that done in the game. So (laughs) that was my impetus for, okay, well, I need. You know, I need something to set that up. I need some kind of reason that that's happening. Aliens. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, but but it wound up being, you know, it expanded into, you know, just this exploration of, you know, uh, the culture of growing up in the middle of nowhere and (laughs) possibly encountering things that you don't understand and exploring that concept. So it's still it became an interesting narrative uh, device, but also it became an interesting, you know, theme to explore as well. Oh, and since I am not familiar with Canada, how far of a distance were they driving? Because at one point they're driving from one side to the other of Canada. Yeah, it's, it's far, yeah. So that sequence is, you know, you're supposed to be, you know, leaving them for many, many hours at a time, but that, se- or that, that sequence is supposed to take place over the course of like four days, three days. I thought it was interesting. I just unfortunately don't know. I know a little bit about Canada. Like I knew some of the places they were mentioning. I'm like, I, I know what that is, but <laughs> yeah, my knowledge Canada is not super good. Unfortunately, <laughs> I've never done the drive myself. I did a lot of research online of like you know what areas you'd be passing through and what the general layout of the land is and all that. But I I have not done that drive. <laughs> so you do live in Canada. We should probably. I want to put that out you there. Not. Oh, you're not? Okay, I thought yes. I thought you were from Canada by reading that. Yeah, okay. it's That's very cool. yeah, it's a very Canadian centric game. I live in Seattle at the moment. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. My day job is working on testing Pokemon products. So, uh, yeah, I, I, that's what I do for a living. And then uh, the the company I run out of Portland, Oregon. So I drive down there a lot. Okay, Portland, Seattle—they're not that far from each other, are they? Yeah, or... it's like a hour drive it's not too bad okay i um, don't know my west coast is 
Oh, you're I good. I should. No, I've got. So I've got my dad's side of the family is up in Canada. Okay, and that's where that link comes from. My mom's side of the family is all in Chicago. Okay, so, and you mentioned earlier you were living in Chicago, and I was or from Chicago. Yeah. My brain just went over yeah. that. <laughs> oh, you're good. Yeah, so I, that's that's kind of where that influence came from was having all the family up in Canada and wanting to do a game about Canada because I, you know, went up there every year growing up to see the family and all that. I thought the Canada but, thing was a was a nice extra thing that was in there that also kind of got my, you know, got my interest even more. I thought it was very interesting. I just couldn't connect like how where it was in Canada. So I was just curious. I just yeah. I think they mentioned you mentioned Ontario if I remember correctly. They're headed to Ontario okay. and I they're know. from right. Alberta. Okay, I know. I've heard both of those names. Because yeah. I live in Minnesota, so I'm not that far from Canada. So I've heard. I know some things. But at some point during the drive, they passed right above you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've been near the border. I never went. I've never been to Canada. I've been near the border before, and I drove up north before. Yeah. No, my 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 family's side is all in Saskatchewan, so they're all they're all northwest. So not actually where most of these characters are in during the game. Okay. Uh, it's a, it was just a very interesting story. Like you, you, you kept my interest. I mean, I played through it very quickly because I read super fast. Yeah. Click, 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 click. But it, it, I was definitely having fun for that. I was not expecting it to be like I was a little bummed when it was over so quickly because I, I played, I played it in less about an hour. Yeah. It, yeah. It's yeah. I've been telling people forty five minutes to an hour. It, it depends. It really depends on you know how fast you read through it, and that's okay. I'm okay with that. I also think like there's some. You know, I tried to build in some fun extra stuff. There is an, a secret ending hidden away. There okay. is a gallery full. I don't know if you saw the gallery, but there are tons of developer commentaries, which are kind of fun to go through. So each scene has its own separate developer commentary that has, you know, me and Troy and Nick giving input on the design behind the game and story development and all that. So, yeah. And one of the other yeah. things I do want to comment on is the music I thought was very good. Like anyone yeah. listening to the show a lot will know I'm not a music guy when it comes to games. I usually turn off music or put on podcasts or just do something else or just unplug the microphones. I don't or unplug the headphones. I don't want to hear nothing. And in this game, I really enjoyed the music. I was just playing along, reading. I thought the music was just spot on for what was going on with the game. Cool. So Troy Spivey did the music. He is a dude living in portland who <laughs> i grew up with i was on nice. the fifth grade soccer team with him and he and i were best buds through middle and high school so he this is his first soundtrack thing ever he plays guitar more as a hobby than a profession still and he like he's moving into doing it more and more professionally and uh, gosh he's excellent he's really a wonderful songwriter no, it was very, very it was very well done. I really I really enjoyed the music a lot and, and that that's not always how I am. So Yeah. No, I was I was really uh excited to be able to reach out to him and uh, you know, be able to work with someone who I've known so closely for so many years. That was really cool. And I mean he just really poured his heart into those compositions. He did a wonderful job. Yeah, they're they're very good. I'm I mean I really liked it. Like I that just impresses me because I'm not like I said, I'm not a music guy, so yeah. I was very, very impressed how much I actually enjoyed it. He, he'll be thrilled to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when I play in other games, I turn off music completely, like Gotcha Force. Don't play with the audio on for that. But <laughs> that's a whole different story. Also, the other thing I want to ask you is what, what do you have going on next? Like, what are your future plans with game developing? Yeah, so I'm working on something. <laughs> uh, that's fine. You don't have to go I'm, too much into it. Yeah, that's fine. I can go into it a little tiny bit, which is that it is 
there's, uh, there's there's another side project that's a little bit more advanced mechanically, but okay. the main one that I'm focusing on right now is it's going to be another visual novel, and we're still kind of hamming, <laughs> hamming, hashing things out. I've got an artist who I'm very excited to work with who is looking forward to working on it, so that's going to be very cool. And it is, at the moment, what I'll say is, I think it's going to be like more of just a straight romance. Okay. So it's going to be a traditional romance, maybe even a rom-com <laughs> if, if things get crazy. But, but we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm excited to, to really, you know, dive into that one. Okay. I'll definitely have to take a look when you, when you do develop that next yeah, one. I'll, I'll send it your way. All right. And any um, last things that you, that you want to say about your game? Before we, I don't really, we'll do, well, we'll do my version of Shelfer Box really quick, <laughs> but, and then we'll cool. be. Yeah, I guess if you play it and you're like, this is a really cool thing and I wish there was more of this. And even if your response to the game is, I wish it was longer or like, I, I wish it had more going on mechanically. Let people know about this game, because the only way that we're going to be able to keep making bigger, longer things that are more interesting and complex is if we have more people playing the games and yeah. have the funding to do that. <laughs> so just that's, let people know about it. It's very appreciated. That's got to be a lot. <laughs> it's it's always it's a business as much as it is, as it is an art, for sure. Yeah. So <laughs> I, can, I can definitely understand that. I mean, what I do is a little different, <laughs> yeah. less, uh, less uh, cost. It's more time, but so I understand. Yeah. Oh, and the other thing, I, and then we kind of, we'll do a, I'll do a very quick shelf stack or box is a new thing that we have started doing now on the show because we decided we wanted to include another thing where shelf being, you know, top of the line, box being the more bottom stuff. This is something that I would put in, put in the stack, something that I would definitely want to take another look at at some point and try the different selection to see what, you know, what you had, what other, what other options are in this game for me? Like I, when I did play this, I went through one way and I was meaning to replay this again before we did this interview and play through again and try the other options and see how the characters reacted. But then I kept playing Gotcha Force instead and, and did not get a chance to sit down and do this. Like I, like I wanted to, because time escaped me, but it, it's something that I definitely want to go back to. And if you haven't played this, if you, even if you're even listening to this in, in interview, listen to everything, we did spoil a little bit still go play it. Your experience will be a lot different. There are certain things that I purposely have not brought up that we are not going to, that we are not talking about, but it's something that you should definitely experience for yourself i mean because the game the game did hit me in ways and it it made me think a little bit about death and things that i haven't really thought about lately and i thought those are interesting that the game made me feel a little so definitely go check it out and it will be a link in the show notes to the steam i appreciate that mike oh, no problem I'm, I'm glad that you i'm glad you made your comment overblow that i saw it. i'm like oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, something that i so I'm, I'm glad that we could do this yeah definitely Oh, one last question that I did forget to ask that I do want yeah. to bring up since this game kind of mentioned. What is your thought about the afterlife? What do you think awaits us? Ooh, that's a fun one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a small casual question, right? Yeah, uh, casual, but it does relate <laughs> to what your game is. So I, I've had a story written out for a while now, and maybe I'll get to make it one day. It's very ambitious, and it is a weird fictional vision of the afterlife that I've got laid out in the extreme excruciating detail. I don't know if that's actually uh, <laughs> my beliefs, but okay. uh, I would love to believe that that is the afterlife. And unfortunately, I, I have to be very oh, no, you're okay. about it. You know, I, I'm not being religious. I think at the end of the day, there is kind of an internal belief that I have that's like, I mean, you know, universe and all that, you just flip out, right? That's unfortunately... <laughs> 
<laughs> how I kind of feel at the core of my being, but I also, you know, I don't know, more and more, who knows, maybe I'll get older and I'll start willing another belief into existence, <laughs> right? I, I would like to, sure, I would love to believe that there's something else, so who knows? Okay. <laughs> I was just curious because it, it played such a big part in your game, so I wanted to definitely ask you about sure. that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and that about wraps up this interview episode. And if you enjoyed this, well, there's only a couple other interviews on the podcast, but we do cover games, we cover movies, we cover comics. Definitely go check out a lot of our past catalog that we have there for you. We are currently going through the MCU movies. We should have released Ant-Man not too long around the time you're hearing this. So definitely go check that out and everything before Ant-Man, because there is a lot of crap before (laughs) Ant-Man. So check all those out. And I want to thank you for coming on today and doing this interview with me. I'm talking about Thank your game. You for having me. I love being on this. <laughs> and thanks, thanks so for much. mentioning that your game existed so I could so I could experience it. <laughs> yeah. so, otherwise I would not have noticed till I saw that post on Facebook. But hey. Yeah. That's why I love social media. So I want to thank everyone for listening. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. We are on YouTube now. It only took me almost two years to do that. So please subscribe to us on there. I need more subscribers. And definitely go check out his game on Steam. Link will be in the show notes. And we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.